Mike, turn your games down. Hi, everybody. Welcome to a very jolly holiday special of Games My Mom Found. I am Mike Hubbard, and who went through the seven candy cane layers of the forest? I brought this down. I can't remember what the damn line is. I heard it <laughs> times. The seven layers of the candy cane forest. That's what I wrote down. <laughs> your your favorite cotton-headed ninny muggins, Bill Tucker. <laughs> <laughs> and Tiffany Alberton. I got nothing. I never have anything. That's I'm okay. so sorry. That's how the show works. <laughs> they expect it, though. <laughs> and Bill, we should introduce what we're talking about, because this was, you made me put this on the on the Patreon poll. I did. I did. Um, th- we are watching Elf, the 2003 holiday classic with a question mark. I would say as classic as you can get. Yeah, cl- classic-ish. Um, starring Will Ferrell and James Caan and Zoe Deschanel and a whole bunch of other people who are all really good in this. And again, this was released in 2003, directed by John Favreau. <laughs> Those of you who've been following our exploits in the MCU know who that guy is. <laughs> when this movie was released, no one knew who he was except for Swingers. He was the Swingers guy. Uh, this is actually one of his first directorial um, efforts, uh, his first major one. And from here, he would go on to do all sorts of things, obviously. I put this on the list because I really, really like it. I think this is as close to a Christmas classic as we've seen in movies since you know, in the last 20-something years. I was thinking about it earlier today. We don't really get Christmas movies anymore. Like, not like this. Like, this is a Christmas classic. Most people will, will put that in that category. And since this was since this was released, we haven't really had anything else because there's nothing but Hallmark movie garbage. Like, that's oh, what we that's what we don't get. Get me started on Hallmark. That's all they play at work. <laughs> well, that's and that's what passes for Christmas movies now because yeah. or holiday movies. I'll say just Christmas, but holiday movies. No, we don't make movies like this anymore, you know, like for mass consumption. I mean, 8-Bit Christmas is, is a different thing for this year, but that is so I pretty like niche. It. Did you see 8-Bit Christmas? I have not. I have not seen it. I'm reading the book right now because I'm... What? There's a book? There's there's a book. Yes. Oh. Because I'll be... Uh, I don't know when this is coming out, but I'll be chatting with the author on Monday for my show. So. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. In so a couple weeks. Cool. Yeah, so okay, so that'll be so. Uh, if you December fifteenth. Okay, so if you go to a gamer that looks at forty, that episode will already be out. What do you guys think of Elf, though? What's your what's your take on it? It's wearing on me. I I'm not a fan of Will Ferrell at all, but I love the rest of the cast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love James Caan. I love Mary Steinbergen, or however you. Yeah, Steinbergen. Um, I love everybody else in there. Yeah, Steinbergen. I always thought it was Steinbergen. I don't know. <laughs> um, but I'm just not a fan of Will Ferrell. However, he did a really good job playing Buddy the Neuronic. <laughs> <laughs> I did not like this movie at all before yeah. we started watching it three times for this episode. <laughs> I watched it once when we had a friend over before I before it won the Patreon poll or was even tied or anywhere near. I'm like, okay, we'll just put it on. I paid attention and I found myself laughing. And then I watched it. We tried to watch it last night. Couldn't get to work. So I watched it on YouTube. Do not watch it on YouTube. <laughs> Why did you do that? How is that possible? Like in 29 parts or something. Yes. <laughs> hey, listen, hang on. Out. When you parts can't... cut out, it was still 29 parts with like the good scenes. There were some good mm-hmm. scenes cut out. That's how you don't get shut down on YouTube when you yeah. put your movie up. I, I was going to say, you can't complain about watching a movie on YouTube. And all you do is complain about people watching Thor Dark World. <laughs> that you put up and clicking on it and say, I have 80,000 likes on this thing. Be watching movies on the sly on YouTube. Yeah, it's, it's, I had to pay for this. I spent, I don't have HBO. This is actually on HBO Max, I think. I do not have HBO. So it is I had and it to isn't. Pay. It is? It, what? 
It's not right now. That's where we had the problem. It wouldn't play the video for us. It wouldn't load for two. Oh, it wouldn't weird. load yesterday and wouldn't load again today. Oh, weird. Okay. Maybe it's like Elf Overload or something. <laughs> yes, everyone's trying to watch this movie at the same time. Maybe that's weird. Okay. I mean, every it kind of is a classic. Everybody that watches it loves it. I'm not gonna lie. I didn't like it the third time through when I watched it again when I got home today before this recording. So I don't know if it's like I just enjoyed the movie or it just got hammered in my head enough and I just subdued. <laughs> I just submitted to the movie. Well, I, I I am a big fan of Christmas movies. I I love the holidays. I'm a big fan of them. I'm all, I'm cheesy. Give me all the sentimentality. Give me all the feels. Just mainline candy canes into my veins. I'm I'm into I'm here for all that stuff. Then you need the Hallmark Channel. No, I don't need schmaltzy <laughs> garbage. I don't need a bunch of white people smiling at other white people so other white people can watch them. I don't need that. <laughs> I, 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 that's not what I need. That's No, it's okay. It's the same movie rehashed in mm-hmm. a different yeah. way. That's all it is, and it's mushing my brain. Yeah, one I was watching on Netflix was somebody who was rich who then moved to a small town or was stuck in a small town, but she didn't <laughs> want to tell people she was rich, so she was working at this be- uh, bed and breakfast place. <laughs> and I recognize the actress. I'm like, oh yeah, she was on the 100. Oh, and then I walked away and went and back that to work. Was it. Oh, oh, oh no, my shoes are dusty. It's like, oh, <laughs> this is not, this is not, not. I don't know. <laughs> this is not <laughs> it. <laughs> not it. But again, but it's interesting because I do like. So what I like about Christmas movies is I like, I like hearts. Christmas movies have to have heart. I, I think that's almost requirement, unless you're one of the fringe ones. Like there's some. There's some really good horror Christmas movies like uh, Krampus is great. Rare Exports is actually really, really good. If you want a horror Christmas movie. Yeah. With with those out like Bad Santa. But even then it kind of centers back. Yeah, the really good Santa. ones have a heart. Oh, man. The Santa kind of bad Santa kind of has a heart at the end. Yeah, it does. It, it, it comes together. Right. It comes together. You've never seen that. I don't watch Christmas movies normally. I don't like Christmas movies. But it's Billy Bob Thornton being Billy Bob. Thornton. I don't like Billy Bob Thornton either. <laughs> I'm not the biggest fan either. I'm I'm iffy on Bad Santa, but so what Elf does for me in this it is a it paints everything in very broad stroke. And you're going to hear me say a lot of this as we kind of talk about it. It's just a Christmas movie, so I have to kind of paint this movie with that brush because if you don't, it's it's got a lot of plot holes in it. There's some leaps in logic. Uh, <laughs> it's it, it jumps places, right? It's like okay, now we're good. You know, it has that kind of feel to it. But again, in the end, that's it's you have to qualify it with it's a Christmas movie. It's yeah. it's got a thing to do, and it's to give you those holiday feelings of warmth and coziness, and yeah, maybe a little anesthesia against the hellscape that we live in constantly <laughs> at all times. <laughs> Everything's fine in here. It's funny when people talk about this movie as, a, as like a you know Christmas classic now because I remember this came out in two thousand three. Well, that means we're old as fuck. Jesus, we're almost Christ. well. This movie's almost twenty years old. So, I yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> I was in high school at the time when it came out. Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) The year I graduated college. He always reminds me that I'm five years older than he is. You're six. I am not. I'm five years older. Fuck you. It'll be six soon. (laughs) It'll be six. Okay. It's because my birthday is in February and his is in November, so it feels like six. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh, my. Okay. Well, listen. (laughs) Counting those months, I guess. I don't know. But... yeah, for me, I, I when I saw this for it might have been theatrically. I don't remember. Um, like I said before, we we don't get this anymore. We, we and actually, I was thinking about if this movie is an A tier Christmas movie, and I was thinking about I'm like I don't know. I think it's a B plus. And then I thought back and I'm like, well, what are the A tier? Like, what is in that A tier? 
And I don't know if there are any. It's very interesting. I was thinking about the Christmas movies like, I don't know, 1951 Christmas Carol. That's up there. That's way up there. A lot of the movies that we loved are actually shows and specials like The Grinch, right? Rudolph the Red-Nosed yeah. Reindeer, Frosty the Snowman, if you can. Oh, yeah. Those were uh, TV made for TV they're all, specials. Don't forget the, the Star Wars holiday special. <laughs> the Star Wars holiday special, a venerated classic beloved by millions. I don't want to listen. What? <laughs> My phone keeps going off and he's very upset right now. <laughs> I'm recording with an unprofessional right now. So it happens. <laughs> yeah, we're oh, going to be so... divorced to an unprofessional <laughs> if you don't stop it. <laughs> That's not Christmas cheer this movie's trying to bring us. That's right. Think about Buddy. What would Buddy say? He would be like, I love noises. <laughs> and then, of course, Mike perfect. and Mike is, like, is like, I have to edit noises. He, Mike is the James Caan in this relationship right now. <laughs> yes, you are. And that's funny. So you guys are thinking about it. So the the things we the things we love about Christmas are really again those specials, right? Like that's what we. I have a love for Mr. Magoo's Christmas Carol because I watched it every year and I still do with my family. Every year we watch that silly thing. My two favorite Christmas movies are from the eighties. Oh yeah. Mary Steinbergen, whatever. Um, one Magic Christmas, and the other one is Santa Claus the movie, not the one with Tim Allen, like the nineteen eighty three one yes, or whatever. Yep, <laughs> those were my two favorite movies. They still are, even though I didn't put them on the poll because I knew they won't go anywhere. So. <laughs> I didn't think this was going to go anywhere either. So. <laughs> And I will state the one Christmas special that I absolutely adore. It's one that nobody talks about. It's the Will Vinton's Claymation Christmas. It's a Claymation Christmas special. It's a half an hour long. It is narrated by a Claymation T-Rex and uh, Triceratops. And it's all the, it's like six different songs that are all to like Claymation characters. It is a strange fever dream that I that <laughs> I have not to pin- cute. <laughs> and you can watch those in three parts on YouTube still, I'm pretty sure. So if you want to watch something in parts, I recommend it. And it ends with the performance of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer by the California Raisins doing <laughs> the doing the Temptations version of oh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. I don't know what you're talking about now that you said the California. You <laughs> didn't hit your head and have this Do they weird... have like little hats on? I remember. Of course they did. They have little Santa hats on. Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. Oh, vaguely, vaguely. Yeah, it's, it's the California Raisins doing the Temptations Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and all those things together are very, very good. <laughs> now, now don't you feel left out because you're too young to remember this? <laughs> I'm okay with not remembering any of this. I recommend it. But anyway, to, to, to kind of put an edge in my point, I couldn't think of anything that was like an A-tier Christmas movie. So this is top tier, if I can't think of A's. Yeah, up there with uh, the classics. I mean, I would up, I would say it's up there with your Miracle on 34th Street, which is a bit of a slog. Uh, no, Miracle on 34th Street's pretty fantastic. That's wonderful. It's a Wonderful Life. People love that. Have you seen it recently? It's freaking long. That movie, it takes a long time to get to Buddy on the Bridge. Let me tell you, it takes... People consider that movie science fiction, too, now. I don't Do know. They? Well, because yeah, it goes we back in time. work. It goes back in time, I guess. Or he, he's, a science fiction movie. They he's shown his past, what it would be like, you know. But don't they do that in A Christmas Carol? Yeah, well... Yes, they do that in a Christmas Carol. Yeah, the internet you told just me. Can't do that. In <laughs> I don't need. Magic Christmas. I don't need to see a, a Wonderful Life ever again. When I was younger, every single Christmas we go over to my grandma's house, and my uncle would put that damn movie on every single Christmas, and we and he'd just play it because it was on TV. I never need to see that I movie again. I remember watching a Christmas story. 
You put that on every time too, because yep. that would yep. play after A Wonderful Life. He would don't just. <laughs> so I'm good. I don't like Christmas movies. I mean, that's probably why. Well, and I, I again, I, I think I like Christmas specials more than Christmas movies. Honestly, I think that's kind of where I landed. Like a Christmas story. We should. I don't know if we're gonna ever. I don't know what the what next on the poll was or anything, but. If I can't talk about it, then I'll talk about it here. A Christmas Story is an extremely mean-spirited movie. It's a very <laughs> ugly movie. It has no no business being a holiday classic. Like it really doesn't. <laughs> but it kind of it works because it's very honest. It's it's a it's the Christmas most people experience, not the ones that do in, Hall, in Hallmark. You know, it's not a Hallmark it's Christmas where it's too. always where it's always snowing lightly and everyone's hair is nicely done and no one's frazzled. No, no, I, I, the dog eats turkey. So now we're gonna go to the Chinese restaurant and get, you know, and and have a duck. Like that's what we're gonna do because that's uh, <laughs> that's so it's got a very honesty to it, but it is a kind of a mean movie. I like a Christmas story. I've just seen it too much. Like like you said, Michael, I've Michael, right? like I oh, hours, like on TBS, yeah, before Christmas, yeah, I, I think on, that's so. why I hate Christmas movies normally because they play them constantly. Like I have always thought this movie was the dumbest movie ever. Until I rewatched it three times in the past week, and now I'm like, you know what? I kind of like it. I think a it's lot of it's submission. I was just beaten in submission by the movie because I kept turning it on. This no, damn podcast had to be something about it, right? Yeah, has it's something, not Will something about it. I don't like Will Ferrell. I mean, it just I don't like him as an actor in general. Like, I don't think he's funny most of the time. Like, he does he does do a good job of playing that childlike innocence that works for this character. Like, he's good at doing that, but I. I don't like him. I actually have a vo- I avoid all movies he's in just about. I have never <laughs> seen Talladega Nights. I have never seen any of those films, Step Brothers, nothing. The only movie I've ever seen with him in it that I can remember off the top of my head is Stranger Than Fiction, which is mm-hmm. not really a Will Ferrell movie. No. He ends up in a book and somebody's narrating his life and he's going to die. So he's trying to find the author so she'll rewrite the book so he doesn't die. Wasn't he in the Lego movie? Yeah, but sort of. It yeah. wasn't really. He's in it. Parts, parts, parts of, it. of it. But it's not a Will Ferrell movie. Okay. Deep breaths. <laughs> <Will Ferrell> <laughs> He's got this very intense look on his face. <laughs> Will Ferrell movie tends to be where he's acting very stupid, very childish, a lot of comedy. You're okay. No, I'm not. Okay. No, it's not. <laughs> he's been a lot of stuff. I mean, he ever a lot of people. It's funny. Um, I'm sure you guys watched the uh, the movies that made us Twice. companion piece to the two Elf, of course. He, he came out. He was in old school the same year as Elf. <laughs> He was Frank the Tank before I he was Charming Bunny the Elf. Old school. That's, why they That's fine. Wonder, they were scared to release it because suddenly Frank the Tank is an elf. Right. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just stupid. That place. It's just it, yeah. people in studio execs that are dumb. Well, they got to be careful. You know, most, you know, it's it's releasing to the public, right? And the public have varying tastes and opinions on things. So it's. Yeah, I, I, I can see that. 30 but. million in the grand scheme of things for movies is not a whole lot of money compared to like, you know, some movies that they release. Well, yeah, right. Exactly. I mean, That's I don't think it's that hard for a movie to usually make back 30 million. You'd be surprised. <laughs> movies don't make their don't make their box office back. But anyway, I don't know if you guys want to how you want to get into it or you just want to keep. Just, and we'll uh, just kind of talk about different things and we, we don't need to do this one scene by fine. scene like we normally do because it's fine. not MCU movie. So we don't have to. I will. I will say how lovely it was to see um, see Bob Newhart. <laughs> uh, okay. I see. Yeah, I forgot he was in there. Yeah, he's 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 the Papa Elf. He's Papa Elf. The Gosh, is that good? Of this movie is hilarious to me because I missed right. it the first time because I didn't want to watch Elf when they put it on, so I was walking away and doing other things that didn't involve this film. So I didn't see that opening until we watched it on YouTube today or yeah, last night. You mean Rudolph's? Oh. 
Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but it it's hilarious. He's like, well, there's only three jobs for elves. You know, we could we could make <laughs> shoes, bake in the tree, and that's pretty hazardous during dry season. <laughs> that was hilarious. I want to make I want to make shoes. <laughs> Run it out. That really made me laugh. I, and then I like when they had, and they talk. Well, you could be a you know work in the Santa's workshop. And they said, well, we had trolls and we had gnomes, but the gnomes just drank too much. I missed that part when I watched it the first time. Me too. <laughs> so I mean, it was good. Yeah. It was fun seeing Bob Newhart and something like because I I knew Bob Newhart from the Bob Newhart show. Why I was watching it in the nineties, yeah. I can't tell you. But I was <laughs> Nick at Night. It was on Nick at Night. And I used to watch Bob Newhart show and the stupid where Bob Newhart has an in or something. Oh. Well, I watched all those. I think, aren't they both called the Bob Newhart Show? I honestly don't know. I I, I, <laughs> I can't remember. I grew up with Nick at Night and watching it with my mother all the time. And those are the shows I grew up on. So it's like, it's vaguely in my head. I just remember, I thought he had two different shows. That neither here nor there. But no, it, he did. It's interesting seeing Newhart him again. And the Bob Newhart Show. I Come on, there's not much. <laughs> I know it's Professor Proton, Proton now, too. <laughs> Big Bang Theory Aww. reference. <laughs> Professor broke <laughs> So it, it, to me, it was very cool that they have that. And it's a good way to kind of like start this movie like a Christmas movie where you have the whole narration where you meet Buddy and it kind of shows like gives you the whole backstory, you know, very quickly, too, of how he comes to this land. And I, I mean, it's pretty damn hilarious, too. Like, I was surprised that I actually like, I enjoyed the opening of this movie. And it's gonna it's gonna sound like I'm trying to parrot back what the what's in the uh, the Netflix show you can watch right now, friends, if you want to just you know turn this off and watch a Netflix show. There's a whole there's a whole hour long documentary on the making of this film. The way they do forced perspective to create the differences in size is absolutely genius. I mean, it's, I love it. I love that they did that. It's it's so much better than if they had done like some sort of CGI nonsense or. Some sort of dopey Captain America little head in a car kind of thing. <laughs> they didn't have the money for that. <laughs> they didn't, and that's the beautiful thing about that's and that's the beautiful thing about a movie with a limited budget is they had to just sure. take these or chances and the old school special effects. Yeah, traditional techniques that still really, really work. Uh, they all, yeah. Which, I, yeah, and they have pretty much abandoned most of them, but the first perspective thing really worked. Yeah, it's fantastic. And it's 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 there just long enough to believe it. And then, of course, everything else, when he's talking with the different elves and, you know, they're looking up, he's looking down. All those just those really careful shot selections and cinematography just makes this work really well. I think it's just fantastic. Mm-hmm. And I love opening with Bob Newhart because that is really <laughs> bending conventions because you just, again, you expect a jolly narrator back in the days <laughs> in the North Pole. And you have this kind of like mumbling, almost monotone, <laughs> monotone, beaten down and bedraggled. Yes. I, 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 he I, didn't make top toy tinker until he was 400. What do you say? 490. <laughs> so he's a little discouraged. Okay. <laughs> That's when the drunk guy is like, Oh, ho, 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 490. <laughs> yeah, that's a great scene. Uh, well, I can talk. We'll talk a little bit. I want to put a pin on that one because that, that's a good scene that highlights something this movie does very is well. Is it bad that when everybody says I want to put a pin in it, the first thing that pops in my head is the movie Bolt where the agent is an asshole. Like, well, I'm going to put a pin in that right now. That's what always pops in my head when people say that phrase every time. <laughs> it makes me sound like a corporate asshole. That's what it makes me sound like. <laughs> hey, also, I'm just going to run that up the flagpole after I put a pin in it so we can have some synergy on that. Shut up. I can't. I can't. But, you know, corporate people like when you talk like that. Even though it means nothing, people right. like it. I know. I've tried it. It works. Great. It's great. People above me like it, not people I work for. Yeah, they despise you. They loathe you. They're like, what? Shut up. Yes. Anyway, 
I actually, since we're just kind of pinballing around then, you mentioned the scene when he's in the mailroom. And, you know, he, of course, goes to the mailroom expecting shiny objects. There are no shiny <laughs> objects. It's the mailroom. And I want to talk about James Caan, too, because I think he's fantastic in this, too. He's just so well cast. He, he does the, a good job. Like The he, casting across the board is good in this movie. He's also the only well-known actor at the time in this movie. Uh, I, yeah. I think almost everyone else was kind of... Ed. Santa Claus. Who's Santa Claus? Ed Asner. Oh, Ed Asner. Yeah, do but you he, not know who Ed Asner is? I do. I used to watch the Mary Tyler show also on Nick at Night at I the time. I think he probably hadn't done anything recently. James Conn was the most recent thing that he had done up to then. He was in Misery. I don't know when that came out, but he oh, was in Misery. It was in the 80s. It was in the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> he was I mean, in he's also... Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Godfather? <laughs> no, okay. I mean, he, just, he happened to be just in one of the top twenty movies ever made. You know, so he's, <laughs> yeah, he, doesn't, ha- he, he was, doesn't have to do much after that. <laughs> he's, he's actually fine. He's he's good. He was probably the most recognizable cast member. Yet. Yeah, I'm looking at think, movies yeah. he was in like 2000, 2001, 2002. Recognize none of them. Yeah, I don't recognize a single movie he was in, in yeah. into the nineties. I still don't. Nope. Hey, Blue Eyes. You never seen. I've never seen any of these movies that he was in, apparently. Wrong one. A lot, but yeah, no, I... Yeah, Godfather Part 2 is the last movie I, that I've seen him ever in out of the list of the movies he did. Yeah, um, I'm not looking at that. I'm looking at the list of Zoe Deschanel, who uh, before this was... The only major movie she was in was Almost Famous, which was in 2000. Other than that, just a bunch of stuff I've never heard of, so... Yeah, because she was also, a, like, a, you know, they were these are, I mean, because again, when you have no budget, this is how, what you do. You get unknown actors. Relatively unknown. Yeah. Because you don't have money. I mean, so we were talking about this. Yes, Will Smith was on SNL, but I still Will Ferrell. Sorry, I don't know if Will Smith <laughs> ever was. Not probably though. He probably, <laughs> he probably hosted. He hosted. I'm sure. <laughs> Will Ferrell was on SNL, but he was still relatively unknown for movies. Yes. So I don't. So like when he goes walking down the street, those are real people, and that's why he wasn't recognized. What popped in my head though is because when we when we did the Ghostbusters, plus he's just like an elf. Yeah, (laughs) I mean it's New York, and we have someone who lived in New York on the show right now. Hey oh, enlighten us. us. (laughs) You ever seen any weird people walking around in New York? Oh, I've been a weird person walking around New York. You kidding me? It's just (laughs) yeah, of course. You hear about anything, and they'll be like, "Oh, it's New York." (laughs) There's actually a really good YouTube uh, or maybe a little YouTube clip or something that was posted on Twitter a few weeks ago. And it's a video clip of somebody who's in a giant rat costume dragging a giant piece of pizza up a New York stairway, like in the subway. And it's just he he's just dressed as a rat, pretending to be a rat, like pulling this piece of pizza up the stairs. And my favorite thing about that clip was nobody paid attention. <laughs> one guy, one guy was coming down the stairs as he came up. The guy like jumped over the railing to get out of the way. And then nobody else noticed. Everyone's just walking to the train, walking, waiting, waiting for the subway to come. And I said to my wife, or you could get in trouble. <laughs> I said to my wife, proud New Yorkers. Very proud of you, New York. Very good. Don't pay attention. Just keep, just don't, just don't look. Look forward. Don't. <laughs> nope. Because it's too crowded and we have no time. So just... <laughs> we have no time. <laughs> no, we have no time. We live in New York. Come on now. Yeah. Anyway. I found the clip that you're talking about. Yeah. It's literally is a guy in a costume. Yep. yep. Yep, just crawl. Let's go up the stairs. No, it's so funny. And so but I love this movie, too, because it gives me a lot of New York feels, obviously, when they show up in New York. All the landmarks, all the just the feel of New York. There is a moment when Buddy and Jovi, Jovi, right? Yeah, Jovi. <laughs> Buddy, Buddy and Jovi are kind of having their adorable little childlike date. You know, where he takes her to get the best world's best cup of coffee. And she's like, 
It's just a crappy cup crappy of coffee. coffee. <laughs> <laughs> just the sweetness. And again, that's going to be a recurring theme, of course, in this film is Buddy's sweetness and how wherever Buddy goes, because of his simple sweetness, he makes lives better. I mean, in he, reality, he should have been arrested like five times. If five times, at least five times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, more than he was because when he's thrown out of the Empire State Building, he's actually thrown. <laughs> is that? I think when he gets thrown out, he gets put in jail. After, oh, no, that was after the fight. And yeah. In, uh, <laughs> we will. We'll get there. Yeah. Uh, what I was saying before, like, because what made me always think of is I remember in the Ghostbusters they talk about in the in movies that made us how when you know Dan Aykroyd and Bill Murray were on the streets of everyone knew who they were and it was their city because of Saturday Night Live and the difference of it, you know, twenty thirty years later where Saturday Night Live is nowhere near what it was at that time. I think it's also kind of interesting. Because Will Ferrell, even, you know, you think someone who stars in Saturday Night Live would be more well-known in their own city. That's true. I forget it's based off of New York or out of New York. Yeah, but time's change. I just always think of that Ghostbusters thing where it's like, there was their city and people were, you know, and Ghostbusters all cheering like, oh, Ghostbusters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't that's have interesting, yeah, different times. Yeah, because he was a big SNL star. And that's, and that's, uh, that is surprising that he, he was able to get away with that. Again, using those long lenses to get those long shots of him just messing around. And knowing that after watching. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Tish. Let's see. The Tootsie scene. Elaborate. No, you don't know what I'm talking about? The Tootsie scene? I don't know. I'm not talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think I I don't think I know this either. What's the Tootsie they, scene? Um, so I don't know if I would have called it that if I hadn't watched the making of <laughs> documentary. However, the scene where he's walking down and they like pan back and it shows all the people. It's a scene from Tootsie with, I can't remember his name. I got he nothing. Just, Nobody knows what Tootsie is. No, I know the name. I, it's a. I, I, I'm aware of an entity, <laughs> an entertainment thing that's a Tootsie. What I don't. I, wrong I, with you? I can't talk to you guys. It's a 1982 film with Dustin Hoffman. Dustin Hoffman dressed as a woman in his full gear, walking down New York, New York, just like Buddy was. Only it's Dustin Hoffman. Oh, okay. I I see. I never. I I've heard of Tootsie, but I never. I didn't get the connection. Okay. And okay. it's not as obvious because Dustin Hoffman definitely isn't six three. So. <laughs> right, it's fair. And he's also not dressed up as an elf. <laughs> he's dressed as sure. a woman. Right. Yes, yeah. Which in the that's 80s less were... weird than a than a guy dressed up as an elf. Not in the eighties. Eighties. Not in the eighties. Yeah. You can see his five o'clock shadow. If we're watching a clip. <laughs> <laughs> watching the trailer. <laughs> you can see his five o'clock shadow. There's no way anyone would mistake him for a woman. That's funny. I disagree. He's got a good figure, though. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of references in this movie, which are scenes from other movies, I felt. I can't think of them off the top of my head now, but I know there were multiple times. Well, I did, that didn't <laughs> click, but there were actual scenes where I'm like, that's from that movie. <laughs> it felt like a reference. One thing we should mention is like like the whole beginning of this movie or the whole like just the style of it whenever they're at the North Pole is a, is a direct inspiration in quotations of the. <laughs> old Rudolph movie from Inspiration. what the hell was this called? Renfrew and I should have looked this up beforehand. Rankin Rankin and something. Yeah. Rankin and Bass. Rankin and it. Bass. Sounds like a lawyer. Company. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Sounds like a crappy lawyer firm. Yes. Which is it's cool. I mean like the costumes are like pretty much exactly from that movie and everything, which is a stop motion Rudolph movie that people would have saw as a kid probably. Yeah, the snowman. I think there's even the warlock warlord. The little whale thing with the... Narwhale. 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 Hope you find your dad. Hope you find your dad. All that stuff is neat, but I really, when I was watching it last night, it felt very hammered in, very shoehorned in. It didn't quite fit the film. I think, again, I know the filmmakers wanted to 
harken back to that style of not animation, but just that feeling that those films and the specials um, evoke. But like when that narwhal comes up, I'm like nah, that's just not. This doesn't quite work. It's cute and it's it clever. It's so random. They could have left that part out. A little ra- Yeah, a little ra- It just it just didn't quite fit. Especially consider the risk they were taking because that's not borrowing. <laughs> that's plagiarism. That is straight up plagiarism, y'all. Like, don't dance around it. You literally made those things to look exactly like that's the snowman really, and the puffin yeah. for no real gain. There's, it's not additive for me, at least, because it's visually neat, but I don't know. Just, you know, he's talking to the snowman. That's more of like, hey, remember this reference, kids? You loved the 1968 or whatever it was. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. <laughs> Here's silver and gold snowman. Kids that are now adults and have children of their own. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Hey, adults, remember this thing you've watched for 40 years? For no, I mean, for, and just for that purpose. There's no real reason for that. No, it didn't need to be there. I mean, it works, and I guess it, you know, it didn't mean, I mean, I watched the Red, you know, the Rudolph movies, but it didn't matter to me. Like, I didn't care that this was the same type of costume. I wouldn't even have probably put it together except for I don't know the documentary. I don't know put it together. Cause I can't because I saw this movie in high school in 2003 or two, probably 2004. They put it on DVD or something at one point, and I was like, and I don't think it clicked until way later in life that it was a reference to ranking it back. So, no, but yeah, it's unnecessary. But I do want to make the joke that I was waiting to make. So, you know, you have to make sure the movie is unbelievable. So, when he jumps on the ice, the iceberg and he just travels all the way from the North Pole of New York, <laughs> it's completely believable. You know, that's how he gets here with the iceberg and takes the iceberg, and he's walking in the woods and he finds a raccoon and he's in New York. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Just make your joke. <laughs> I always think of the Hulk movie, but see, you know what? This is more believable because this is a very cartoonish world, so it works better for me. Less agitation. <laughs> and when I saw the iceberg, the first thing that went in my head is, you know, there's enough room for two people in an iceberg. <laughs> you know, maybe Jack could have came out of the ice. It wasn't you know? an iceberg. They were. Out I know it was a board. That there was enough room for two people. It was a door. That fucking movie. <laughs> I don't like Titanic, and I see it every so often because it's on at work. And every time I'm like, why? Why are you watching my, this terrible movie? My coworker hates me. She puts on sad movies because she knows I cry. <laughs> she hates me. <laughs> but I mean, there are some good scenes. Like when he's running around New York, I do laugh at those scenes when he's acting all childish and people are just, you know, like looking at him like he's crazy. Like there's a one scene where there's a guy dressed all in a red jumpsuit that he goes up and he's like, Santa! Santa Claus! You're not Santa! And the guy's like, the fuck? And I love how that's not an that's not an actor. Just some guy that was so, on the street. So the guys <laughs> handing out paper, do you think those... Yeah, those aren't actors. Those are just guys that he kept bugging. <laughs> so they're yelling yeah, at those him. Are, he's keeps, like, get out of here! Yeah, no, those are real... Re- those are real reactions because, yeah, those guys get paid to hand out those papers. And how long it took them to get pissed off. <laughs> I, probably not long. I, yeah, probably those three shots. If you pasted them together, that's what it took. They probably did it just in, in a row like that. <laughs> and ran off. Yeah. I, I love the fact how DIY that is. All that, all that street stuff is really fun. It me laugh. Yeah. And it's very it's authentic, too. It lends, it lends some authenticity to the to what's going on. sort of tribute to Taxi. Mm-hmm. Semi got ran over by a taxi, except he didn't go, I'm walking here. <laughs> it took me a while to get that reference what you were talking about. Oh. <laughs> I have seen that movie. I was like, oh, God, I hope that wasn't a real taxi. <laughs> like, I, mean, I wonder if, I mean, it's New York, maybe. Maybe, but he did that fall pretty good. So. <laughs> yeah, I really hope, I really hope not. <laughs> oh, boy. 
Oh, and I, I, I did want to ask you, because you were from New York, and I make that comment about the Ray's Pizza. They all say the original Ray's, but only the one on 11th Street, yeah. the original Ray's. Is Ray's a, a chain there or something? Yeah, there's about there's like 50 of them. Ray's, oh. original original Ray's, yes, that's a real a real thing. I don't I don't know. I don't think Ray's Pizza is all that great, so I can't really speak to where the best <laughs> one is. Yeah, I mean, yeah. But uh, yeah, it's uh, I it, yes, that is a real thing. The Ray's joke is definitely real. What was the other one Santa says? He has a couple of tips for him. Don't forget. Don't eat the gum, gum, and peep show does not mean... Looking at presents. (laughs) 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 And wow, is that a 2003 joke? Because those things are basically gone now. The peep shows, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's another very 2003 joke when the one guy we'll get to later where he's talking about how rich he is. He has three 70 inch plasma TVs. I know. I'm like, 70 inch? That's that's not like I could go buy one right now for $600. But at the time, in 2003, that would have been like a $5,000, $10,000 TV. Plus that was his, not that good. And that was his biggest flex, the fact that his three homes each has a 70-inch plasma. I mean, they were, I mean maybe, I'm, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's like twenty, thirty thousand. 30000 I mean, I used to sell TVs. And, he was trying to overcompensate. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but, I don't know. In Game of Thrones, he says he doesn't have to, but who knows? <laughs> and I, I think this movie does, like, I was surprised how much I was enjoying this movie from, you know, each, each and second time that I watched it, I enjoyed it more for some reason. Like everything when he goes to Gimbal's and you have all those different scenes of him, ra- you know, wandering in Gimbal's and which was also filmed in a Macy's, by the way, all those scenes when he's inside the building. I knew that. <laughs> well, they actually, I knew that. <laughs> yeah, I think actually I don't think it was 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 it all filled inside Macy's? Because, again, of course, Gimbal's is Macy's Gimbal's certain Macy's. parts. I mean, some parts are in the studio, like in the in the warehouse in a, in a sane asylum where they built. But some parts like when he goes in and he does the where he gets the, the perfume in his mouth. Yeah, that was actually amazing. The I can tell you, I, I can know. tell you. Oh, I'm sorry. I can tell you the, the scene where he's on the escalator or the elevator, rather. No escalator. He's on the escalator and he's like stretching his legs up on there. That's Macy's. That's a Macy's escalator. <laughs> it's a very famous Macy's escalator. It's it's actually Gimbel's is actually a real place. It's a real department store, but it's no longer in the city. It's been gone for many, many, many years. So which it is why they the I was born. Oh, what, did it? Okay. Killed Gimbal. Yes. Hey, Gimbal's is actually in Milwaukee, where I'm from. <laughs> so. Right there. Okay. Killed it. But yeah, the outside and even the stuff, the stuff like the um, like he's sleep in the Christmas window, you know, and that's when his, when his dad sees him. That's a very big deal thing in Macy's. Are the windows at Macy's? So Macy's at Christmas is a really, really big deal. Um, it's really beautiful to walk through and check out. And the and you have all these Christmas windows that kind of because the Macy's building takes up an entire square block of New York City. So it's an entire square block, the entire building. Damn. I think it's still one of the largest or the largest department store in the country. It's like 10 floors. It's nuts. Was it called Macy's then, though? Yeah, it's been Macy's since the, I don't know, early 1900s. But anyway, since Gimbal's isn't a thing, they probably couldn't get the rights to call it Macy's. <laughs> <laughs> they, 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 they did that, so. So they're like, oh, well, let's just take this name. Everybody... Well, not everybody, but people will recognize it yeah. as a famous department. Yeah, or you'd be like, "I that sounds like a real store mm-hmm. that's old, like Macy's that no one goes to." <laughs> so yeah, I did so laugh. Christmas windows are a thing, yeah, and, and Macy's is a big deal. Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> what Macy's we had in Minneapolis, or if we went or St. Paul, wherever the hell city it was in that we live in, it had a whole Christmas. <laughs> whatever city we live, in. we live in the Twin Cities. I don't remember which one had the Macy's, but it had <laughs> it a big Christmas Saint display. Paul. And we went there the last year they had it. They had all these different decorations and like, you went through a whole thing. And... You go through like a little village and they have all these little animatronic things that pop yeah. up and elves making toys. And it's super cute. It's gone. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. We went the last year they had it before they tore down the building or got rid of it or whatever the hell they did. 
Yeah, I think it's an office. Yeah. It makes me sad. <laughs> you need a lot of those, especially in 2021, you know? I mean, all of you work from home, you need office buildings. <laughs> <sighs> so, back to, what I, <laughs> back to what I was saying. I laugh when the asshole manager um, comes up to me like, hey, get back to work. And I'm just thinking to myself, yeah, that's, that's retail for you during the holidays. That's retail. Yep. That, that is retail, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't, he's like, you know, just, you know who the guy is. He doesn't have a name bad, never seen him before. Get to work. He's an asshole. He must work for me. <laughs> I mean, and the thing is, like, that could easily happen. You just put on the costume, go to a place that you're wearing the same outfit, and you'll be good to go. Be like, oh, you work here? Yeah, 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 work here. They all had different outfits. See, this is something that oddly bugged me about their outfits. Nobody had the same outfit as Zoe did. Hers was hmm. the most revealing and form-fitting of all the female <laughs> elves. They all, all the female elves look like they're wearing green bags. But here comes Zoe, and she's like, do 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 yeah, but you I'm gonna to... show off. I'm gonna show off my things. <laughs> However, it was still respectful. <laughs> it was still respectful <sighs> in the fact that it didn't really show any skin. Question mark. It didn't show any skin because no. she has red, red or green. Yeah, like she it's covered got her whole that body. Stupid spandex yeah. that clings and shows off it. <laughs> yes. But you no, know, I I like her in this. Well, I actually really like Zoe Discano, or however you say her name, because she was in a mini series called Tin Man. Which is really good. It was on Sci-Fi. And no one probably knows what I'm talking about. Nope. It's really good. That's cool. I, I I like Zoe Deschanel. I think she's very good in this. She she plays the part well. She she has kind of that. She has a very New York feel to her. Just kind of sarcastic, cynical, constantly behind on the rent. You know. But I still live here. Damn it. So I'm just gonna make it because where else am I gonna go? nice new york apartment according to mike it is a nice new york apartment she had a kitchen that she went into she didn't have her bed that she was sitting in in a studio apartment so she had at least a one bedroom it was that nice for new york it is pretty good it reminded me of my apartment because it it had a it when my wife and i saw it we actually had to stop the week because i was taking notes throughout and we stopped them like jame all but my wife was like my wife said she's like blah hey speaking words let's do this again (laughs) so my wife says all I want right now is microwaved ramen. And then I'm like, like all I want now is a cozy little New York apartment with like a loud, the loud radiator. And yeah. So again, this movie brings back a lot of those kind of fond New York memories of the holidays and a few that are patent lies, bald face lies in this movie. <laughs> I will. I, a few, uh, We'll, we'll continue to talk about Zoe Deschanel and I'll circle back on that. But Okay. I liked your role. Yeah. And I thought it worked well in here. I thought it was just a good way that they did it and the way that they, you know, made everything work like with her. Like it, it's just very like it's very heartfelt the way their relationship goes and how they first meet and they're talking. And he's, you know, first she's very apprehensive to him because she thinks that somebody put him up to be an asshole to her. And he doesn't understand because he doesn't understand the social cues because he's, you know, from the North Pole. And he's just like trying to talk to her in the way that he knows. And she's like, get away from me. I don't who put you up. I don't want to talk to you. What are you doing here? Like, <laughs> And I and then she, you know, once she realized, like, no, he just this is just how he is. You know, she warms up to him as the movie progresses. Even and, though he sees her in the shower, like that scene. <laughs> I know that does. It. Yeah, that's a, that's a weird yeah. one. She, she's singing and then when he finally gets loud enough to so she can hear him she she just makes a face and continues singing well isn't that what you do when you think there's a weird creepy guy in the bathroom when you're naked right <laughs> like there's somebody else in the bathroom so you continue your song and then you figure it also amusing me that so much sense. it's baby it's cold outside that they're singing <laughs> oh yeah because of the big because <laughs> yeah it just amused me i'm like okay because of what yeah. happened i mean not in 2003 but what happened like a couple years ago people started hating on that song even though 
it's a song from a t- different time where it's not meant to be a song that is insinuating that, you know, he's it's insinuating the way that people were at that time. Yeah, can't thing can't things just be like coy and of its day and just I don't know. I I I don't get rapey vibes from them. Sorry, I don't, but again, I don't I, maybe I I'm not supposed to. I okay, I had to look really hard to be like, I kind of understand where people are coming from. Yeah, but it, it, it amused me that that was a song they chose when he's doing something he shouldn't be doing. But also the it's whole true. innocence fair. of and it. And why wasn't he arrested? I, immediately. Like, immediately. <laughs> like, like I, Pepper she, spray to the eyes. She finds him, well, she's in New York, so she should be, you know, a tough New York girl. And she finds him creepy to begin with. He stalks her in the shower. Like, you're not calling the police at all well maybe she shouldn't have, you know because because she was showering a place she wasn't supposed to be in because she wasn't it supposed was to be the away. girl's bathroom oh no he shouldn't be there i'm just saying maybe that's what the answer job i don't know it was the girl's locker room you know i do gotta say though taking a shower at work was really tempting this week we lost her hot water and maybe when i saw this but i'm like you know what i'm Please tempted clarify okay. we still showered we just didn't wash our hair it's very cold showers are not fun no we still no. showered, okay? But I wanted to go to work because we work in a assisted living. I'm like, you know, I can just go in the empty apartment and take a shower. Just <laughs> thankfully it wasn't in the middle of, <laughs> of summertime. Yeah. But that's what it made me think of. But no, it's just, you know, and it kind of, you know, helped build the character. She's like, I don't have any money. I didn't pay my water bill. Like, Eating ramen in your nice little New York apartment. I feel like, okay, don't you see those stupid the ads people post? Like, maybe I'm because I'm Facebook group and I've seen people post like New York apartments where it's like, it's a closet for $600. Yeah. No, that's the thing. You, you oh. mean, uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's expensive to live in New York. I mean, I left ten or no, ten years, eight years ago, and I was paying two thousand dollars a month for four hundred square feet of apartment. That's that's what I was paying. So I want to talk a little bit about James Caan in this movie because he is perfectly cast. He has a vibe that he almost really doesn't want to be there. I mean, for the shooting, I don't, I don't remember <laughs> if that was dis- explained in the documentary, but. I don't think he wants to be there. And just to, just how how good he is as this one-note dad villain, right? He's it's And everything in this movie is one-note, painted with one big candy cane brush. But it's fine. <laughs> it's a Christmas movie. It's it, it, That stuff's okay. I'm, I'm actually here for that. I don't need complexity. I don't need depth. I don't need to learn about... Oh, God. I almost brought up a, a horrific holiday classic. Stupid. <laughs> heavy... Complete Sorry. aside. No. <laughs> Happy have Life Day. Of, have you ever heard of little Have you ever heard of Little Matchstick Girl? No. It's a Hans Christian Andersen. I'm pretty sure that's right. Hans Christian Andersen uh, book, and it is it's a little little Matchstick Girl, and it's was adapted into a beautiful animated film. It's about Christmas. It's a little girl who sells matchbooks, and every time she takes a matchbook, she takes a match from the matchbook to stay warm. And every time she takes a match, she thinks about a horrific thing that happened to her, and then she dies. That's the most. That's the Christmas. That's it. Because it happens. At, it happens at Christmas. I don't know. It's snowing. I don't know. That's why. And it's horrifying. It's the worst thing ever. And so I don't know why that came up to my brain when it came. I don't know why little match the girl came to my brain. Oh my as we were, I don't know how I got there. But anyway, that sounds it's terrible. Though. It's terrible. <laughs> that's, it's it's horrifying. But it's it's I don't know. Well, you anyway, that's a live action one. Apparently, there's a live action. Yeah. With oh. Rudy and Blanche in it. Okay. Okay. That's all I found when I searched that. It and the little matchstick. Uh, why are we? There's also yeah, a little match girl in 2006, which is animated. Yeah. We don't have to. We don't have to do that. So let's <laughs> back, back to James. <laughs> <Cohen>. <laughs> He's really great. Um, I love his turn. 
his turn is so fast. Like he about faces. He does like a 180 neck snap. He's like between, you know, between like him being just the, the asshole father who cares about my kids, all about my work, all about the big paycheck. His son comes in just as when you know, they're about to f- pitch the big book you know, to the executives. And within a second, boom, nope, screw you, company. I'm going to be a good dad now. My wife was like, that doesn't happen. No, I didn't buy it either. How that happens. It was too and too quick. I went too quick, and I went. I know, James, but Christmas movie. Easily have gone after that pitch wasn't going to take hours. <laughs> and it's 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 a Christmas movie thing, and that's fine. Again, that's it. It, it does what's got to do. But he doesn't do the sentimental scenes well. <laughs> no, but he I mean, he does a good yeah. job in this movie. Like he, he, I didn't say he didn't. He does a good job. Like I like his growth as a character. But yeah, no, that was kind of a little like sudden. Like you figured it would be a little bit more because throughout the entire movie, he's bitching about this, bitching about this with Christmas. He's getting upset about this. Like he's always angry. It's James. Con. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah, right. It's James. Con. Sure he played James. Con. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like there's one part where he yells at Buddy in this movie and when, when Buddy runs away. And I in the documentary we were watching, it talks about that Kevin or not Kevin, uh, John Farrell had whispered something in his ear. And he said, don't forget your fucking Sonny or however you say that name. Sonny Corleone. And then he then he went and did that whole scene right after that. Is that the one when he tells him, I don't want to see you anymore? Yeah. I don't wanna, yeah. That that is a hard and that's a well acted scene. That's a tough one. Another the one most I think one of the hardest scenes to watch. And there's some there's some cringe moments in this movie. There's lots of cringe, actually. But the biggest one for me that kind of hit in a weird place was when Buddy first meets Walter and Walter thinks he's a singing telegram or something like a candy gram. Yeah. And he's like, aren't you, aren't you going to sing a song? And Buddy starts like, oh, here to see my dad. I really love him. And it's so sad. Like I was like, oh, my gosh, this is sad. this is like legitimately sad because, again, Buddy is a child. That's who he is. A child. Yep. He, and that's what makes him work as a character because he's kind of a child in a, in a grown up's body. But he's but he also has he doesn't have the faculties of a child like he's still an adult, but he has the spirit of a child. And that's what Christmas is about. It's trying to regain pieces of that childlike joy that you had when you were a kid. And that's why we can't like Christmas the same way now as we did when we were kids because we're not kids life stinks now kids things were great <laughs> just kidding <laughs> just kidding um, one part that i always find funny like when he when you know with james Conn, like when he moves in the apartment and like you it starts off where like they you know nobody likes him there and as time progresses like oh he's like i made you guys breakfast You're like oh that's wonderful and he pours the maple syrup on the spaghetti from right uh, you know it's just like and he's like well we eat the you know we always try to eat with the, the three candy groups candy candy canes candy corn candy corn is <laughs> halloween <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> you couldn't think of anything else. They couldn't think of anything else. But candy probably, probably. But it, and it, to me, that was funny. And then, like, there's a part where he takes pop tarts and he breaks them, puts them on the spaghetti with the maple syrup. So and, like, can't do you it. see him eat it. Eat like, it. Nope. <laughs> I bet that was a one take. He's like, "We're doing this once. Get yeah. what you get." Just kneading the pop tarts into his syrup M M&M and M and spaghetti that's cold. You know it's cold. It's you gotta be cold. Would oh, it be better God. warm? No, Are you saying it would be better warm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe I don't just know. pop the whole thing and then like the chocolate and the sugar will melt and it'll be. Mm. <laughs> oh, oh, God. You're There's right. There's no way noodles think... taste good covered in candy and chocolate. Should we try it? It's That'll be dinner syrup. tomorrow. Okay? No. <laughs> no, let's have let's all have an elf Christmas meal. That's great. <laughs> I but that's and that's the cool thing about Buddy, too, is that he's he has that energy of a child. So like a child. 
everything he does for the most part, everything, like everything he does has the best intentions with a usually wrong outcome, right? So he wants to tell all the kids this Santa's fake. He's not trying to be mean. <laughs> He's just telling the kids, wait, this is an imposter because I know who the real Santa is. This guy, he just pulled him off the off the subway. Like he's he still smells like meat as he's <laughs> just <laughs> smell like meat and cheese. <laughs> That's a very just, good line. He just proved his point when he started destroying everything. Like right. it destroys everything. But again, bad consequences as a result of good intentions. So yeah. that's why you can never fully blame him for the things he does because he's not I like stupid. That was not really buddy's fault. He destroyed everything. He just had a bad temper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it yeah so it's like, yeah, it's like, it's not, it's not his, it's his best intentions, I guess. He has yeah. best, not, I'm not to reiterate, keep trying stuff, but because like, fine. sometimes you see a movie and the guy's just, someone's just stupid and they do something because they're dumb and you're like, well, you're just dumb. Mm-hmm. Well, buddy's not dumb. He's, he's just living based on his own, rhythms if that makes sense mm-hmm. okay i i did laugh a lot when like right before when the santa comes and like you know he stays there the whole night and he decorates everything and when the manager comes he's like corporate was here like they're here somewhere like <laughs> i love that he's a professional they're after my job that was hilarious i go now we all go down duh. fuck no we don't <laughs> you're on your own buddy <laughs> you're on your own dude I, I i love that that just that corporate uh paranoia i love that <laughs> so good well, it's real. I mean, I worked in many different retail jobs, and anytime you think corporate's around, everyone starts freaking out. It was, a, yeah, that too. <laughs> but it's a normal thing, like, especially in retail. Okay? Everyone's like, oh, yeah, we're going to get fired. Oh, God, everything has to be perfect. I don't miss retail. Oh, me neither. I know. I just loved all the all the incidents. Like, when he, there's one part where he, so when he does attack Santa, he ends up getting, you know, a restraining order, they say. <laughs> when did he get sent to jail again? That wasn't no. You would think that would be for that time. When did he get sent? What made him go to jail? I can't. Was it the it was fight, the fight. With Santa? It was the fi- it was the fight with Santa. Got oh, um. Okay. okay. Yeah. I so I was disappointed with the jail scene. <laughs> I wanted him to be singing carols with all the guys in jail <laughs> and and then be like, "Bye guys, see you later." <laughs> yeah, I think that that would have been fun. That that would have <laughs> undercut the mailroom scene, which I think is really fantastic. Him getting the mailroom together and. That's another thing I wanted to mention, like how upset they are. Like, oh, hey, we got a crisis down here. Why? Because people aren't working and they're dancing. <laughs> like, you really need to call your boss, like some boss way upstairs because people are dancing. Or like, it could yeah, been really. Everyone was high and drunk. <laughs> there could have been that much alcohol in that little bottle. In that coffee. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. he's not the only one who had it. He also did not look 26. No, the, do you, no. Do you remember when he said, "I'm 26 and blow"? I'm like, you are not. Don't lie to us, dude. Tack on 20 years to that. Give <laughs> <laughs> me 26. Like they didn't really need to make him 26. Which might have been that might have been that might have been the joke. You know, he might be laughing yeah. at the joke they intended to tell. Maybe I don't know, but that's a great yeah. scene. That's and that's a great moment of of what's great about Buddy as a character is that, and I think I mentioned it earlier. He at at the end of the day, no matter what how much chaos he causes, he makes everybody's life better just by him being in their orbit. Like everybody, everybody improves. And again, again, this is a very one noted. This is a Christmas movie. I get it, right? This is not, you know, this is not Shakespeare here. But um, <laughs> as far as Christmas movies go, that's kind of what you want. You want, you know, that central figure who's going to make things okay, you know? Yeah, and the mailroom is really funny, too. Oh, great. Oh, so, the other thing that there's a scene with James with James Can where they're like, oh, he's on the naughty list. And it shows him talking to nuns. They're like, the children love the book, <laughs> but you didn't make the payment. He's like, I'm glad to hear the children like the book. <laughs> like, it's great. But, Think of the children. 
<laughs> no. the part where they're like, this book is missing two pages. He's like, do you? And he's like, do you want? We're not going to take a $30,000 bath to reprint that. It's like, I'm thinking to myself. It only cost $30,000 to print those books. How many did they print? Well, they reprint the two pages and insert them in the books. I feel like that'd be way more than $30,000. Thirty thousand dollars is really not that much when you think about how much profit you can make on something, especially when you put out a bad product, you're not going to... Yeah, because all the people that bought it are now going to return it because there's no ending. And they're not going to buy your book again. And they're not going to buy the stupid... What was it? The, oh, the pigeon... Tomato? Is that right? Something no, it's not. It's... The tomatoes when when you get to the angry elf, which I want to talk okay. about next. Uh, the, yeah. It's pigeon and some... Pigeon and the dog become friends. Pigeon and puppy become friends. That's it. Pigeon and puppy, yeah. It's just, but it also, like, it, it does a good job like, of showing that his character, like, his character only cares about money, even though he's a really bad businessman, in my opinion, because, <laughs> I mean, he signed off on it, and you think, you know, all he cares about is money, you think he would have double-checked that the pages are there, but it shows, like, he just doesn't, he doesn't care at all. Yeah. I thought that was kind of like, okay. <laughs> and then... I Go ahead, sorry. I, I did laugh when you have the two writers, like, we got a great, because there's one point when, when the book fails, and, and they bring these writers, and like he's like, we got a great idea. It's like, we really thought this out. We're going to hire Miles Finch. He's like, so my two great writers want to hire another writer. Yes. <laughs> yes. Great idea. And I was just thinking to myself, like, you know, I don't see that happening. I like the, and I love that when, when Peter Dinklage shows up, he is such a good actor. Man, do man, is he incredible. <laughs> he, he shows up and he's the best actor on the screen. Honestly, I think he was just for in the, in the one scene, he would, he stole elf one more time. Call me elf. <laughs> One more time. <laughs> and I like how strong. he keeps saying that. You feel strong today? So Buddy keeps say, calling him out because Buddy doesn't get the social cue Again. of what he's doing. Yeah. Again, he doesn't get. Uh, it's so good. It's such a good, sweet, sweet thing. Again, guaranteed to fail. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Uh, it, it's it's just a, it's a funny scene, p- seeing Peter Dinklage in this and he just, he just jumps, jumps up. He drop kicks him. Charges at him. <laughs> yeah, some good physical humor there. Just Just fun to watch. Yeah. It's very funny. And it's so funny. He's like, I got more action than you got. And, he, and, he, and you know, like stuff that doesn't understand doesn't mean anything to him. <laughs> All the stupid flux. I got three houses. Like we made the joke earlier with 70 inch flat screen plasma TVs. <laughs> so like, good. <laughs> Wouldn't it be cars or something? You think you'd be, you'd be bragging about not, not TVs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Again, at, of the time for sure. That, yeah, definitely. It's, it's, the time. it's a very good, funny scene that, that I think works well. And that's what, you know, makes James Con blow up. When you have that great scene and makes you know leads the buddy running away and leads to the climax of the movie, but it all it all works surprisingly well. And and one thing that we've been that I want to talk about too is like when you have the date scene with Jovi and or Javi and uh, Buddy, that is a real that's a really good sweet little date scene too. Like because he doesn't really you know he when he even when he asked her out he's just following what his what his little brother tells him who didn't even like him you know ten minutes ago until they had their bonding moment for food. Yeah, and she's like, "What?" <laughs> but then she understands, you know, what he's trying to say, and she realizes that he doesn't really, you know, understand the social cues of what's happening. So it's like, you know, she's like, "Well, I'm free Thursday night," <laughs> and like that whole scene, like he's like, "What are we gonna do? We're gonna go. We we're gonna go walk." And then they, you know, he's showing her Christmas trees. He takes her to the, you know, the revolving door. He's like, "Yeah, it just you know, it's fun." You just see people just yeah. staring at him, like, "What the hell are you doing?" Watch the yellow ones. The yellow ones don't stop. <laughs> I love that. It's pretty funny. Like it, I yeah. thought it was, it's very good. And when they're on the ice rink, as I, I have to bring this up. So Bill, was that kiss earned on the ice rink? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I think so. It was, it was sweet. It was a sweet, I don't like the fact that there was on the ice rink that during Christmas, that is literally impossible to approach or see, never find place your feet upon. This is the Christmas time <laughs> in New York, in Rockefeller center. 
she goes, that's the thing that annoyed me the most in this movie. It has nothing wrong with the movie. They paid good money for people to get out of the way and tell leave. If you go, and I've been to Rockefeller Center to see the Christmas tree and see the ice skate, skating rink during the Christmas season, there will be 10,000 people in that square block at any given moment. You cannot walk. You can't move. It's insane. You can get there. It takes the, t- takes the time. So there, there's no way during the Christmas season when the city is full of tourists, right? Everyone's in Christmas for, new, for the holidays. You, there's no way you could have walked up to that skating rink and just start sashaying on the ice. I do I know, know how they could have. If they closed. Stay if they, with me. If they they had a time machine and they <laughs> went to 2020. There we go. I got it. I solved the problem. Oh, yeah. That's true. That could have done that. <laughs> that. That could be it. That could be it. <laughs> Very good. Um, I know that was just a thing that bugged me. And I, again, I know it's a movie, right? Because obviously it wouldn't be a fun, you know, fanciful date if you had to like literally sit in front of 8,000 people all eating, you know, all eating uh, pretzels they got out of stands and uh, dirty water dogs, you know, because the kids are hungry because it's 830 at night and everyone's too tired to be there. Golly. It's just such a it's such a sweet and it's like the after I watched it three times, it really kind of hit me more. Like I really like this scene. Like I really like their relationship. Adorable. It's so sweet. It's and sweet how it grows. And, yeah. It really like, you know, you know, I gotta say, this kiss and this whole scene made more sense and hot guy came out from the sky and she just wanted wanna <laughs> jump his bones. It made more sense. No, that makes sense. <laughs> I I, I and yeah. you're like, hallelujah, it's men. <laughs> <laughs> I, I always like to say when I when I lived in the city that New York can be a very cold place, which means everybody there is looking for warmth, which is why the bar scene, that's why you can always find communities to, to go to. Because again, the city is very cold, but you can, you're always looking for warmth. So you're always looking for community, people to be with. And that's why the bar scenes are so um, important, right? That's why there's social sports and all these different things to do. And especially in New York, which is, again, that, that very – it's a very cold city. So it makes sense that she, being a New Yorker, you know, living there for a while, clearly, clearly living paycheck to paycheck. They cut her water off, so she has to shower in the – in gimbals, et cetera. It would make sense that she would really lean into somebody who's genuinely just warm and sweet and innocent and uncomplicated and just and just joyously fun and, and warm and sweet. So it completely earned, I think, for in this movie, for sure. Yeah, no, I agree too. <laughs> like this movie is so so charming. Like you, like there's the, even the scene where he does a DNA test with a dad where he doesn't believe him because he's like, okay, fine, I'm gonna find out this guy really is my son because he knows the name of my ex girlfriend that's been dead for however many years. Thirty seconds later, it's a boy. <laughs> I know. That was funny <laughs> because it's the director. Yeah, being in the movie and he's like, you yep. know, I I like to like, oh, prick your finger. Oh, okay, that's how. And he stabs his finger and the guy's like. <gasps> <laughs> Funny. But why is he eating cotton balls? Because he's naive. Naive? They can't taste good? He likes sugar. I still don't get it. <laughs> he even eat the one with his blood on it. Well, that would have some taste to it, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Tangy, salty. Mm-hmm. Irony, probably. <laughs> you know, like when you get punched in the mouth and you feel that blood run down your hand, you know, something like that. Has that happened often to you? <sighs> Not where I got punched, no. Okay. Okay. We'll go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. That, it, it just, it was, there's just so many little good scenes that I felt worked pretty well in this movie surprisingly like it really again if you watch this movie three times and you know over the course of like a week it, you start to like it more it's really strange because <laughs> each time it improved for me <laughs> it 
So we should probably then talk about the ending just to kind of kind of put a cap on that. And then we can kind of go back to some other little things here and there. The ending, of course, the climactic scene is that Santa appears. We learn early on that the sleigh is powered by a giant rocket made in the 60s because <laughs> nobody believes in Christmas anymore or believes in Santa. So the Santa leader, the clause meter is completely low. You have to can't do it that way. The engine breaks. He crashes into Central Park. There is a group, the Central Park Rangers. Those aren't really a thing. There are Central Park like rangers, like park rangers, but they're not like they don't look like the four horsemen of the apocalypse. That's not. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. I have a question for you, Bill. So yes. when they when they show Elf or Buddy on TV and you see him walking and he turns at the camera, do you know what that was a reference to? I'm trying to remember the scene. He they, they just like they just show him like, oh, we see a we see a guy in an elf costume walking in Central Park. He like taking a big stride. Yep, and, and then, then he, he turns, turns and it stops the camera when he turns. No, I don't think I know. I, okay. I have to see it, but I don't think I remember I'm it. going to upturn my glasses here. And it oh. looks like the famous scene from a Sasquatch video where they first discovered Bigfoot. And they show the scene. You see Bigfoot <laughs> taking these big strides. He turns around. It came out years later. It wasn't actually Bigfoot. It was a guy in a costume that didn't film it. It's like 30 years. It's, tw- it's 20 or 30 years later before oh. they finally said, yeah, we filmed that. And they were probably made money off of it. No, yeah, probably did. But yeah, so that, I mean, and when I saw that, because I used to, used to really believe in Bigfoot and all this other stuff a long time ago when I was a kid. And so when I saw it, I immediately like, that's that scene. That is that video home video where the guy is running, you know, and like almost falling and gets captures this little image before Bigfoot vanishes. Uh, if you look it up, you can find it. But yeah, that's mm-hmm. what that I'm pretty sure that's what that okay. scene is a reference to. That's pretty cool. I, I, I know. I know the uh, the video clip that you're referring to. OK, yeah, I guess I could see that. That's funny. But yeah, no, it's uh, so in the Central Park there, you know, so Santa f- crashes. Um, I forget how Buddy. Oh, does Buddy go? Oh, Buddy sees Santa plummeting to the earth as he's standing on the i couldn't place what bridge he's on and i asked my wife my jane what bridge is that and she's like oh, i need to see more right I, I i don't know where it is in space so i couldn't figure out what bridge he's on but he sees santa plummeting to the sky so, so he just like he got to just clearly like he got to the from the north pole to new york in a couple of days he got to um from that bridge over to central park just by walking on over it's just cool it's fine that's not gonna take me five hours it's fine <laughs> so he he walks I mean, over, discovers Santa. I what do y'all think about this thing? Ending? Yeah. yeah, when the mother is all all of a sudden sees her son on TV with a naughty book, and she's just there all of a sudden. Yep. Yeah, and Jovi too. Yep. They're just there. Oh, Michael! We saw you on TV, so we just yep. walked on over. <laughs> and then and then James Con and, and you know James Con and Buddy the, his spawn point was right there so he spawned there and <laughs> they just have all, the the plotting in this very end part is so all over the place and it's just it's just hey let's just get us to the ending get us to the feels please please just get us to the good vibes of him succeeding I do so, think yeah, it's so, funny how yeah. the studio didn't want any of that ending to be in there originally they tried to cut it out in the early early viewings. That's baffling. I don't. Yeah, I don't. Well, yeah. Cut it right as Santa's. Yeah, and that was. And then that was. And then Buddy just leaves with Santa, and that'd be the end of their movie. You know what yeah. really works well when the studio interferes? Look at that Suicide Squad movie, the first one. <laughs> Great movie when they interfered. Same as the first Justice League, and the same with Batman v Superman. Great movies in the, in, when the studio. There's two Justice. Well, this is Zack Snyder cut, which is actually good. I don't know why, but it's actually good. We're not going to Justice League. Move on. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you're right, though. I mean, it, it just it works well, like the way they get everyone together. And it has that really Christmas feel like it makes you smile. And all of a sudden you start seeing his sleigh working. And I and I do swear that when the part when they show the horses, the park rangers chasing after him, it looks just like Lord of the Rings. The way you see the horses and it, it reminds me so much of the ring race from from Fellowship of the Ring. I can't be the only one that thought that. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't. I haven't seen the Lord of the Rings in forever. I think I saw it once. <laughs> it reminded so. me of that, and then it reminded me of the little nightmares in Rise of the Guardians, the little nightmare horses. That came out in 2012. So it's still. Re- what is your point? <laughs> that was my point. Okay, whatever. <laughs> You're fired. Oh, uh, and I, I, I found it really sweet how it's like. Oh, like the part when Michael brings the book, I actually laugh at that part. He's going through the book, and he's like, "This person wants a wants a talk talking doll, and this person wants like." But so I didn't pay close enough attention. Maybe you did, Bill, but I don't think any of the names he read were in alphabetical order. And then suddenly he's like, "What's your last name?" Oh, D, D. Let me see, D. Yeah, and he turns to the page immediately, and the page that has yeah. f- fifty million names in it, including <laughs> adults. So it's not just kids; it's adults. Evidently, are in there. Apparently, I didn't know adults got a wish. Okay, I'm gonna make my list right now. <laughs> I got I, mine. Dear it's Santa, in, <laughs> it's in service to a very funny joke that kind of pushes that also moves the plot um, because she basically tells them tells them to cut. Like what he says something to the effect of. Who wish her wishes you have your your Christmas wishes your boyfriend would stop uh, stop messing about and just commit or something like that. Yeah, and of course you the, the want she, a Tiffany engagement ring, and you want it. your boyfriend to stop dragging his feet and finally commit. <laughs> it's like who that's told it. you to say that? So in that with that with that she cuts off the broadcast, which means everybody in the city who clearly I guess everybody at home is watching New York One. They're watching New York One news because I guess because that's the only way this works, right? Is if everybody sees that broadcast and says, "Oh, he's saying kids' names," and then this kid goes, "Oh, I believe," and this kid, "I believe," and then a uh, biker bar, we believe. <laughs> but I guess I, that was something that just struck me as like, really, everybody's watching New York One, like oh, I the took entire it city. New York watching. was. Oh, okay, yeah, that's. I mean, yeah. I can, I'll buy it. No, no one watches New York One. Trust me. The real, real station. No one watches it. I'll buy it. I don't buy it. (laughs) I don't buy the little girl with the who wants the talkie doll that she was watching the news. (laughs) Okay, that I don't buy. (laughs) But I can buy the biker bar. I can buy as I can buy. Anyway, again, again, this is a Christmas movie. I can't be too picky about these silly things because they're silly things. This is a. I'm. I was looking at some critical responses from Wikipedia, um, from Rotten Tomatoes, and someone said. Uh, uh, let's see. Anna Smith of Vampire Magazine gave the, fil- gave the film a three out of five stars and said, Farrell's manchild invites sympathy and sniggers, making this amusing despite some flimsy plotting. It's a Christmas movie. Of course there's flimsy <laughs> plotting. Like, that's, that's part of it. That's, like, almost baked into the genre. Like, nothing here is incredibly tight. <laughs> you can't do that and have the fun and the joy of a holiday movie. You just it, Almost the two can't be in... If they were to be, they'd be landmark, you know, classics like your Miracle on 34th Street or your It's a Wonderful Life, regardless of how little I like that movie now. <laughs> <laughs> Can we talk about the creepy caster? Sure. Who <laughs> he's talking to her and is like, oh, I can't remember what he said. How's your first story, your first real story going? <laughs> Oh, I bet you don't report like this and where you're from. And he just so, so condescending and such an Yeah, actor. 2003. And I just hated him so much. And then yeah. this poor girl has the other guy flirting with her on camera. Oh, you have such a beautiful mouth. <laughs> what? He said that. I got surprised. Like, whoa. Whoa, you have a beautiful mouth. <laughs> beautiful mouth? <laughs> Golly. <laughs> She's just like, will you please answer my question? <laughs> like this poor girl. Yeah, no, there's a lot of dumb stuff. Yeah, but I get a 2003 feel. I had to me. I don't get where you're getting a 2003 feel. What's 2003 feel like? 
People are idiots that are men that put in movies, I guess. Okay. That's where I'm going for it. I got yeah. nothing, really. Oh, no, I got the, the ending amused me the way that it wraps up the story after, you know, he does like people like because because they cut the camera, people don't see the sleigh going except for the people that are there. And you have everybody singing that gets the sleigh working. And I got to say, Zoe, this, how you pronounce her name? She can sing. That was oh pretty good. Gosh. Yeah. Zoe Stationale has a sensational voice. She is a amazing singer. And I, um, I, I like that she gets up there and she starts singing and then you get everyone like I don't like Christmas movies, but this actually amused me. And I was like, I was surprised, especially the third time I watched this movie. It really <laughs> amused me. It made me feel. Yeah, no, she she's an amazing singer. She's in a, a, a group called I think it's him and her. She and him. That's it. She and him. They have a, a holiday album that came out. I think it might have been a little after that. That's actually very good. It's kind of this folksy, indie, very, very hipstery holiday music. But she's got a gorgeous voice. She sings in Almost Famous. She has that one scene where she sings. Yeah, she's great. Why are we buying tickets? No, but she's uh, going to be in San Antonio, Texas, and Dallas, Texas, by the way. Oh, let's go. All right. Chicago's closer. <laughs> <laughs> Chicago's back in time. Oh, damn. I'm just curious. <laughs> it's not that expensive, actually, I feel like. But no, we are not going, so. Well, that's okay, because I really don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the things I look up while we record. You're so random. Welcome to Games My Mom Found. <laughs> <laughs> Randomness of the <laughs> Mike Mike found his or I found Mike's first fanboy. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't say that. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Wait, what? Something is all being cut out. But so <laughs> yeah. uh, one of the other things that I want to mention we like also the ending where it shows like everyone being happy. It shows Walter starting a new company. It's showing Elf has a baby and all that was just funny to me and very sweet. And where you see oh, yeah. Jovi wearing the costume with the pink, which I don't. I never would have put together this from Rankin and Bass. <laughs> oh yeah, I wouldn't have gotten that either. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's the same exact costume. Is it yeah. really? You have a pink, everything, exact same colors. <laughs> just the another. Way, all their costumes are right from Rankin and Bass. Yeah, just another bit of plagiarism. It's just the thing you see the entire movie. You just stole that. Oh, just... I, okay, so I'm curious. Um, does anybody know how they got away with it? Because I they... know there were lawyers involved. At first, and then they said, oh, we figured, you know, they basically said in the documentary, we figured it out. <laughs> that was it. They probably <laughs> paid them an undisclosed amount of money or Rankin and Bass just be like, oh, I don't care. Fine. <laughs> I don't care. Or whatever the company owns them now. I'm sure, it's not them. They probably just paid them. They, they, maybe they can't say. Maybe it's like an undisclosed thing. It's in a contract somewhere buried in legalese. You know, don't mention that you gave us, you know, $85 million whatever to, to do that thing she probably had to pay a sum or something i don't know <laughs> wait because they're not even around anymore i don't think but they're probably owned by somebody so i don't know i don't know i'm trying to find out but wiki is not being very friendly so but yeah i'm pretty sure that they they just disappeared you know over time I'm, or some company you know owns them at some point or something of that nature they're lawyers now no it's been it's been defunct a couple different times okay the studio in 2001 it went away Okay. Well, it now? It's defunct. That's what the Wikipedia says. Oh, <laughs> it's defunct. Okay. Yeah, that means it's it's the it's it is no longer a thing. Yeah, um, it, was, it was bought uh, by <laughs> it folded into Lori Mar Pictures in 1987, and then the partnership was dissolved in 2001. So nobody owned it. That's why they were able to get away with it because the company didn't exist. So your company doesn't exist. Why you can't. Why were their lawyers involved? Because maybe they didn't realize that the company just went away and they were worried that somebody would sue them. But yeah, the partnership was dissolved and they were they didn't exist anymore. So I'm assuming someone must own some of the rights because the you know Rudolph you know plays every year, so somebody got a kickback. Yeah, <laughs> but I don't know exactly what. But yeah, I'm assuming that's that. I you know they talked to somebody and paid a low amount. I bet 
Yeah, I'm sure they, they, they paid somebody and they said, fine, we won't sue. And then they called it a day. Yeah, uh, I, I also love, um, this to, not to back away from the ending too much, we didn't really mention how, how well Buddy works with uh, with Michael, I think is the kid's name. Yes. In the, he, him and that is such a great little um, encapsulation of what this movie does well. Again, Buddy making people's lives better by just being there. But there and, is um, one super unbelievable part, I feel, with, yes. but with Michael. Yes. He's wearing a Jets hoodie. No one wears a Jets hoodie, right? Even in New York, don't they hate the Jets? Uh, no, they no, not in two thousand three. They didn't. Okay. They didn't hate the Jets in two thousand three. I think two thousand three was still somewhat respectability. They were. They were not the dumpster fire disaster that they are at this current moment and have well, the been for the last I, ten I fifteen years. Is, I used to work with a guy, one of my bosses, who was from New York at one point, and I think he hated the Jets too. And he's like, everyone in New York hates the Jets, except for like a very small portion of New York. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, the Giants are by far more popular, but the Jets yeah, the Giants, fan yeah. base, the Jets fan base is ravenous and loyal. My best friend Joey, we've heard on a gamer looks at forty numerous times. He is a diehard Jets fan, and he's a long suffering Jets fan. And so, and even though I live in Austin, Texas now, I I still listen to New York sports radio because I love hearing people scream and complain about the Jets and the Giants and all the local terrible New York sports teams. It makes me <laughs> smile. It reminds me of home. It really does. It, New York sports radio reminds me of home. So I still listen to it every other day or so. Catch the clips on YouTube. Anyway. Um, yeah, I saw that. I saw him wearing like a Jets hoodie. and Well, he had a Jets hoodie and a jersey on when they're trimming the tree. Yeah. So he was wearing Jets gear. And I'm like, oh, no, you're a Jets fan. That sucks. I, <laughs> I instantly felt I instantly liked him more as a character because I'm like, ooh, like I know this does not end well for you. <laughs> you're going to be. A cranky thirty-something like today. Disappointment in the future. So sorry. Oh yeah, yelling about the 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 coaches and and <laughs> and Mike White and all that other nonsense. Ugh. Mark yeah. Sanchez. Yeah, I don't think Mark Sanchez was back in those days. That might have been Mark Sanchez. No, he's later. He was only a few like less than ten years ago. Okay, he wasn't the quarterback. He's the one with the butt fumble. That's famous for the butt fumble. He, is, he butt ran fumble. into his lineman. Ran right into the guy's ass and fumbled the ball. Then they and then I think they got a touchdown scored on them by him doing that. There's a video on YouTube of him running right into the guy's ass and dropping the ball. So it's called the butt fumble. Yeah. Again, and not this is like so outside the bounds of this conversation, but it was on Thanksgiving Day, prime time, the entire country watching against the no. Patriots. No, against the Patriots. Yeah. Right. Against the oh, Pats. No. That was the game where they like I think the Pats were up like thirty-five to three by the half. Like it was just. I would have quit. <laughs> I just would have quit and disappeared. Yeah, that's close to what happened. <laughs> those that was those are Chad Pennington days. Oh my god. Okay, anyway, <laughs> but that's always what it makes me think of when I think of Mark Sanchez. Now will he will always forever be known for the guy that ran into the guy's ass and dropped the ball. The clip is on YouTube, by the way. I'm watching it right now. <laughs> Where's the butt action? <laughs> right there. Where's the butt? Can you isolate that? Just so for like, great just radio. Like, we're watching the, the video action? and my wife was like, What I didn't see it and all of a sudden she sees him running right into the guy's ass and falls. <laughs> But it was it was a little anticlimactic. Right? It well, wasn't as much as see. I there's the climactic part where the guy goes and scores a touchdown against them, and then <laughs> years later, everyone talks about it. This happened in 2015. It wasn't that big of a deal moment, but it's something that's haunted the Jets for for decades. So, yeah, I was gonna say something about Mike. I was gonna say something about Michael, but we we're talking about the Jets now, and that's what we have. That's where we ended up. I love. We didn't mention the snowball fight, which I think is yes, one of the favorite to- scenes in the movie. That was a cute scene where that's how Michael and Buddy, bond, you know, really bind or bound. What word do I want? Bond. Bond. Bonded. Yes. Not bind. Not bond. Not bound. Bond. They bonded. <sighs> James Bond. That was a good scene. Like 
He's like, oh, make as many snowballs as you can. And he makes the one, and then Buddy has a giant pile, and he just throws them at everyone and just takes out the people. I I like this scene. I think it's... The, the last a, kid running away has to be, like, an adult. It has to be. <laughs> <laughs> and that's because you hear this random... <laughs> and then he just drops. And then he just drops. I'm like, that was no kid. That had to be an adult. Mm-hmm. Like, that it's probably moment. stuck me yeah. and Buddy in the hoodie. Oh, you can. There are multiple scenes in this movie where you can tell it's not Will Ferrell when they do some of the stunts. Like, you can oh, see yeah. it's not Will Ferrell. Oh, yeah. When he jumps into the tree, like, he goes yeah. off screen and then he jumps into the tree. <laughs> Clearly not. You know, there's a, there's a bunch of those. But it's funny. I With that scene when he hits the final kid with the snowball, I laughed really hard last night. That was a good, like, that. It's such good because, again, as a kid, we all, we all had villainous children in our lives who are just bullies and mean and to see them just get completely destroyed by a barrage of snowballs is so cathartic and good it's just it's just vengeance for everybody watching against those evil children that you uh that you struggled against as kids it's just like i I really like the relationship with like how with buddy and michael how it starts off where they don't you know he doesn't really like him which makes sense i wouldn't like someone either that you know he's not cool Especially when he embarrasses him at school, you know, it's like, hey, Mike, Michael, you know. No, that guy, no, I'm your brother. <laughs> oh, right. It's cute to see them bond, like, and everything leading up to the Jovi date when he asked her out, like, all that stuff, I think it's just, it's really cute. And it makes me enjoy the movie more than I meant to. Yeah. <laughs> I did not, when I went into this, I, this was a straight, like, garbage. And then I watched it three times and I'm like, hmm. That makes me heart. <laughs> mm-hmm. The movie has heart. And I, I did like in the ending where it shows that, when Walter started his new company, that it was the book that made it was Elf. You know, the, the, what happened in the movie yeah. as, as a kid's book, which I thought yeah. was really cute. That's good. It ties it all together. Yeah. Any other thing we should say about that? Or any scenes that we missed that you're thinking of, Bill or Tiffany? Okay. No, I'll remember later. Oh, that worked. <laughs> Anything else, Bill? No, I think I'm, I'm good. I think that was, I think I captured right, everything. Let's go to shelf stacker box. And Tiffany, why don't you go first? I'll probably stack. <laughs> probably stack. Well, because it's a Christmas movie. Not my favorite Christmas movie, but not enough to put in a box. I did enjoy it. So stack. Okay. What about you, Bill? Can you really shelf Christmas movies? Because you, yeah. you really want something on your shelf for like 11 months out of the year that you can't watch it? Because let's be honest, you're not watching this I in October. You only watch them at Christmas time. Right. That's what makes a Christmas movie a Christmas movie. You can only watch <laughs> it at Christmas time. Christmas time. <laughs> That's right. So there, there is that argument. There goes the argument I'm not going to say because there's an argument that 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 defeats that. So there you go. I'm not going to have that argument. So what this so I if I had a Christmas shelf, (laughs) I'm going to say I am going to put this on the shelf on the Christmas shelf. Obviously, I'm not going to watch it. It it would go into a stack if I had that ranking. But as far as Christmas movies go, this is definitely on the shelf. I think this is B plus close to a tier Christmas movie because. Of the feelings it evokes, uses uh, holiday imagery in a, in a positive way. It makes me, I'll just say me, it can be subjective here. It makes me feel really good, puts me in a good holiday spirit. It's very funny. Will Farrell is exceptionally good as Buddy. I can't imagine anybody else playing that role. Like, that was, that's his role. Like, I don't know who else could, could have done that. I mean, it just has this beautiful childlike innocence, right? And yeah, it's got plot holes and it's, silly and it's it's a christmas movie but as they come it's a it's a pretty sharply sharply designed one and it's got a lot of it's got an extraordinary amount of heart and um and in the holidays you know in the cold cold winter of december uh that's what you want this is a this is a this is a warm blanket type of movie and um i love it for it so it's going on my christmas shelf 
Okay. Uh, for me, this is going in the stack. This was a straight box before I watched it two more times. But the more I watched the movie, as I kept saying, it just really grew on me and I really enjoyed it. But I don't enjoy it enough that I ever want to. Like, I don't. I've seen it three times in a week. I'm good. I do not need to rewatch <laughs> this movie anytime soon ever again. I don't enjoy it that much. <laughs> but it's going to stack and I'm, I'm glad that we did this. I'm, you know, I now I have better feelings about it, but I can't see it's a classic film just because it came. I, I guess I also don't like Christmas movies. I think it's a big part of it. to you. Yeah, that's all about right. <laughs> I don't watch them normally ever. Yeah, I usually avoid them. I'm all for you to watch my feet. I know. That's <laughs> December. But yeah, so we'll go on the stack. I'm glad that we did this, though, because it was fun. But, yeah, that's all I got. All right, I think we should go to plugs. Uh, first thing I do want to say is thank you to all the patrons that voted for this and being one being on this episode right now with me. So, <laughs> Wait, I'm a Patreon, too. Yeah, but you, did you vote for this? Okay, Bill did. Bill's the reason why we're doing it because he tied it up at the end. I'm like, we have our first tie. I guess we'll just do it anyway. <laughs> I just, I just well, want to. Doing my movie next. <laughs> so, so if you want to help out, you can support the show for a little as a dollar. You can go to our Patreon. You will see a link in the show notes. You vote, and we have a monthly poll each month to decide what we're going to watch. The current Patreon poll is what MCU show should we watch? Loki, Wanda, WandaVision, Falcon and Winter Soldier, or Hawkeye? You get to choose. The Mandalorian. That's already been covered. Both seasons. Oh, what? Where was I? I got nothing. You were. We were together. I can tell you that much. <laughs> we were together. And we were in this house. I can tell you that much. That's all I got. I was in this house with you. Are you sure? Yes. Uh, Bill, where can people find you at? You can check out my uh, podcast called A Gamer Looks at 40. It's a um, retrospective of the history of games as told through the recollections and stories of everyday people who lived it. It just kind of goes through the history of games. And we uh, allow lots of people to tell lots of different interesting stories. We're getting more into some of the deeper topics. Just had a two-part episode about uh, video game difficulty, about um, centering around Metroid Dread. Should we have difficulty sliders? Should we not have difficulty sliders? All that sort of thing. Of course, yeah, Mike, of course you would say we should. <laughs> Mike is like, slide slide it all. That's it. Easy up the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and before that, we had an episode, a two-part episode, where I chat with a gentleman who in 2019 defeated the greatest Tetris player who ever lived in the classic Tetris World Championships. He was a seven-time champion and... The gentleman I spoke to defeated him in the first round. was a big upset, really big deal in that scene. So cool stuff like that. And by the time this comes out, I should have an episode with the author of 8-Bit Christmas. The, uh, he wrote the book and the screenplay for the movie that's out right now. So It's pretty yeah. damn cool, by the way. Yeah, it's pretty neat. You know, you know the secret is? Just ask. Just, just, yep. just, just do a sneak, a sneak uh, tweet. Like, hey, I wish, you're, I wish this person's DMs are open so I can invite them on my show. Imagine if I did that. <laughs> and then he'll five days later, he says, yeah, actually, that'd be great. So you never know. So, yeah, a gamer looks at 40 on Twitter. Please come and check it out. And if you enjoyed this episode, we have tons of other film episodes that we did and game. And we covered all the MC movies of the Infinity Saga. So listen to us suffer through all those. Crazy. <laughs> yeah, it was insanity, <laughs> as I said in the wrap up that already went live right not long before you heard this. Go listen to that. So definitely go look at all our other episodes. We have tons of stuff to listen to. <laughs> Um, also, if you can't find anything, look at Podbean. Everything is on Podbean or some of the other platforms if you can't find on iTunes or Spotify for some of the old episodes because it only goes back to a certain amount and I record a lot. We are also on, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and on YouTube. We are on YouTube, but only audio, but it's there if you want to listen to only audio. Hey, I got to put that out there. You know, and Thor Dark World is the whole movie there. Yeah, whole movie. Click it. Watch, listen to the whole thing. It's the movie, I promise. So, <laughs> and I think that 
Oh, I want to give a shout out to her awesome intro and outro, courtesy of Helena at Hell Half Fury at TikTok. You will see a link to her TikTok in the show notes, or you'll see the name. You can go put it in TikTok. Definitely go check her out. She made our music. And I think I think that's everything I need to say. So we will see you guys next time. Bye, everybody. Bye.